This is the Read Your Bible Podcast, the daily podcast designed to help you understand and apply the scriptures. Nothing will grow your relationship with Jesus Christ more than studying the Bible for yourself. I'm your host, Drew Tankersley, and for the next few moments, I want to invite you to join me as we dive into God's Word together. We'll ask God to help us see what He wants us to see so that we can be who He wants us to be. There are certain milestones in your life that serve as defining moments in your personal history. The time you met your spouse, the day you learned you were pregnant, the time you gave your life to Christ, all these moments serve as dots along your journey that help define the course of it. Well, in Numbers 13, the children of Israel have one of those defining moments. And as we'll see on today's podcast, it ended up shaping the course of their history in more ways than one. I want to call your attention to verses 27 through 29 of Numbers chapter 13 today. They reported to Moses, we went into the land where you sent us. Indeed, it is flowing with milk and honey, and here's some of its fruit. However, the people living in the land are strong, and the cities are large and fortified. We also saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites are living in the land of the Negev, The Hethites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live by the sea and along the Jordan. Numbers chapter 13 is is one of those defining chapters in the history of the Israelite nation that could have gone dramatically different. History is often filled with these kind of moments. If the South had fought just a little longer on the first day of Gettysburg and taken Little Round Top while it was still open, the battle would have been drastically different the next day. If the French had succeeded in capturing the crossroads at Quarterbras, Waterloo would have turned out much differently. It's one of those defining moments in history that could have spelled a triumphant entrance of Israel into their promised possession. But instead, they snatched defeat from the claws of victory through their ineptitude, fear, and doubt. Now, as the chapter begins, the Lord instructs Moses to select 12 men to spy out the land. This espionage was not a covert operation to determine the wisdom of taking the land, but instead it was to devise a plan of attack that would lead them to the victory that God had already promised them. It was already a foregone conclusion that they would take the land. That was the whole lesson that God had delivered them from Egypt for in the first place, to replant them in the land promised to their forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The viability of that plan should have never even been discussed. It was purely a reconnaissance mission to observe the land so that they could plan accordingly. So Moses selects the leaders for the task, They're all leaders in the nation of Israel. Their names are listed in verses 4 through 16. Their mission was a successful one as they entered the land in the south and traveled without impedance to the northern border. They even spent time in Hebron. Sadly, the thing that lodged in their mind about the area around Hebron was that they found the descendants of Anak there. What should have stuck in their mind about that place was that this was the homeland that God had promised to them. Hebron was the very burial plot where Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had been buried. This was their old stomping grounds, the land of their heritage, and God was giving it back to them. If only they would take it. 
an opportunity they sadly refused because of their fear and doubt. When they returned to camp with spoils in tow, they could not reach a consensus on their report, like most committees. Ten of them quaked in fear that they were like grasshoppers in their sight. The land was too vast, the people were too big, the walls were too high, the armies were too advanced, and the land was too crowded. The excuses piled one on top of each other until at last Caleb finally bluntly speaks out and says, We should do it. Can you imagine the look on their faces when Caleb's voice of faith and courage spoke up over their whines of doubt and despair? Caleb and Joshua were the only two who actually listened to what Moses said. Remember Moses' words in verse 2? Send men to scout out the land of Canaan that I am giving to the Israelites. Send one man who is a leader among each of them of their ancestral tribes. You see, God had already promised to give them this land, so the odds, they really didn't matter. Were these people more powerful than Pharaoh and his army who had perished in the sea? Could they stand against a God who had done the things spoken of in Egypt? What they didn't know is that a generation later, when the children of Israel finally entered the land at the helm of the only other courageous spy, Joshua, the very people of the land quivered behind the walls of those cities, scared of the God who had done so many things to the Egyptians for these Israelites. They were frightened of them, and the Israelites were the one who thought they were the grasshoppers. How quickly they forgot the God who had redeemed them. They only looked at the viability of God's plan through their ability to accomplish it. And I think this is the application for us today. We often see God's plans and we only consider how foolish it looks for us to attempt to accomplish them. How quickly we forget the power of the God who delivered us. Maybe we find ourselves in one of those defining moments in our life today. Perhaps like the children of Israel, you face a decision that could define you for generations to come. Or maybe you're drowning in the guilt of the wrong decisions that you've already made. Whatever the case, when we find ourselves in these type of moments, we have to remember most the God that is the one that goes before us and fights our battles. The battle will always seem bigger than we can handle, and God wants it that way to test our faith and to prove that he is bigger than any storm that we may find ourselves in. They are nothing for the Holy One of Israel. The Lord who is the warrior and is the captain of the Lord's host, he will win the battle, especially if he promised to do so. Instead, these people needed the courage of their king many generations later, the courage of David, who stared in the face of Goliath, not the fear of those grasshopper spies. So, as we think about these things, Lord Jesus, help us to remember where the power lies. If you promise victory, then we need to act as if we're not fighting the battle, that you are. You are our banner, and we trust you with all things. Help us to remember that victory is never in doubt as long as we trust you. For you have never lost a battle, no matter how big the enemy seems to us. In your name, amen. Thanks so much for joining us today for the Read Your Bible podcast. For the show notes to today's episode, please visit readyourbible.info. 
While you're there, you can listen to past episodes as well as access a host of additional resources designed to help you grow in your faith. It's all there for you at readyourbible.info. That's readyourbible.info. For more information about South Seminole Baptist Church, just go to southseminole.com. Have a great weekend. Join us on Monday as together we help you learn to read your Bible.